What triggers someone to decide they want to go to medical school after completing their first year of college? How does one's vision of their future physician practice evolve throughout medical school? Why is it important to always go to the dinner hosted by a potential residency program? Today on Talking Admissions and Med Student Life, I interview Anna, a fourth-year medical student here at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Got another great guest today, Anna, fourth-year med student. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Again, like this has been a beautiful because you were in my CMC group, so you're at the end of your medical school journey. Mm-hmm. But let's go in a time machine. Let's go back. Okay. So, Anna, like, when, how old were you? What, what was going on? When did you decide to become a doctor? What, what prompted you? So, I never thought about medical school until I was in college, kind of towards the middle um, end of my first year. That's when I, like, started to seriously think about it. And then during the beginning of my second year, I was, like, completely set on it. So, kind of a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And where, where'd you grow up? Um, so I was born in Ukraine. Parents and I came to Los Angeles when I was really little. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in the L.A. area, kind of moved around a little bit, but grew up there, went to college there, and then moved to Utah. So, so and you, you, we're talking UCLA, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're at UCLA. A lot of pre-medders at UCLA. A lot. Okay. It's super competitive. Yeah, so was that did that kind of dissuade you at all, or do you feel like you got caught up in the pre-med culture? I was definitely one of those people that didn't want to say that I was pre-med because people re- were pretty competitive, and, you know, I wasn't really... I'm not a super competitive person. I'm a lot more relaxed, and, yeah, I was kind of a little scary sometimes to be around that mm-hmm. around that kind of culture. But there's a lot of great people who are pre-med. Not everyone is, you know, really competitive like mm-hmm. that. But definitely intimidating. Our classes were enormous. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those classes had to, you know, weed people out. And so that was a little bit hard. But um, Were you living on in the dorms or at home? I lived on campus my first year. And then the, the next three years I lived at home. Okay. I just commuted. Pretty bad commutes, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Really bad. California's really known bad. for that. Yeah. yeah to do the 101 to the 405 so i was gonna nod my head just like oh yeah parking lot the whole thing yeah. Uh-huh. yeah so what kind of activities were you doing uh ucla to prepare you for med school um so i did a lot of different things um so one of the things that i did that i really loved was um drug outreach and education hmm. it was this group called dope like d-o-e-p mm-hmm. drug outreach and education program so we basically our goal was to talk about drug use in a very open and neutral way. Just be like, people do drugs, and you know this is why, and here's information you should know so you can make responsible choices. So we talked to like elementary through high school kids. We talked to college students, and just like went around the community and talked about that. That was that was the thing I did, and then you know I did volunteer work at the hospital. I did clinical research. I did molecular research and bioinformatics research and volunteered a lot. Mm. I, did, I did some integrative medicine. Um, it was like a group that I was part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of different things. And I think you, were you on the swim team? 
I was on the club swim team. Okay. But I only did that, I did that my first year, uh, like, really consistently because I was on campus. Mm -hmm. And then during my second year, I was also part of it, but it was harder because I was commuting so far. And then Mm -hmm. my last two years, I didn't, I wasn't part of the team. Mm -hmm. But that was really, that was fun. I liked that. And then you said, like, the idea of going to medical school really came to you in college. Was there a specific event that happened during, like, a volunteer experience? Or it was kind of more of a series of things? Like, I... I'm just curious how how you arrived to that. Yeah, I think it was more of a, a series of things. Um, so I I became a lifeguard after high school. Mm-hmm. Like during my last year in high school, I was like doing training and doing all of that stuff. And um, we have to do you know first aid and learn a lot about kind of really basic medical conditions and how to manage things and stabilize before you know going to the next like higher level. And I remember during that summer before college when I was working and I was, you know, studying for that, I really, I really loved that. I, I'd never thought about medicine before, but kind of learning about, like, how can you tell when someone has a stroke or a heart attack or, you know, a broken arm and all, all this stuff. I thought that was really um, cool and empowering to, to learn about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of planted the seed to actually consider medicine. And then during my first year, my roommate at the time wanted to be a pediatrician. Mm. And in the beginning, we didn't really know a lot of people. So she said, hey, I'm going to this AMSA meeting, uh, American Medical Student Association. She's like, do you want to come just so, you know, we can both find it together? And I went along with her just, you know, to keep company. And then I was like, whoa, this is really awesome. We had like a neurosurgeon from UCLA talk about medicine Mm -hmm. and I was really glad I went to that meeting because that's when I kind of began to more seriously consider it. Mm-hmm. So, and then did you work with like a pre-med advisor or is there a pre-med club at UCLA? Because we kind of talked about the pre-med culture, but I, I, don't they have some yeah. groups kind of dedicated to like helping the students? Or um, So we had advisors for every major mm-hmm. and my major was, was a pretty you know, science-heavy major. And so I just went to my advisor for that, and she kind of gave me advice of what classes to take. But I don't think I ever really met with a dedicated pre-med advisor. I, I know that we had that, but I felt like I got good enough information from okay. from right. her. So. so, and then what year did you take the MCAT? I took it after my second year that summer. Okay. And, and then, well, I took the old one, and then I took the new one. Mm-hmm during my third year, like during the winter, actually during the spring. Yeah. Any, any tips about how to study for the MCAT? Hmm. Well, I think, so I took it twice Mm -hmm. and although they were both different tests, I think the second time I looked at it more as like a marathon and something Mm -hmm. that I have to do a little bit every day. And, um, rather than trying to just cram information that would be important. Um, I just, tried to live my life and incorporate studying into it mm-hmm. and that worked a lot better I was less stressed I did a lot better it was not painful didn't didn't, didn't pay for any like the, the, the tutoring services or the special classes I took uh, this online Kaplan course mm-hmm. um, and that was helpful okay. kind of give some more structure I think without that structure it would have been really hard okay some people do it I don't know how yeah like, props to them right yeah all right, so you take the MCAT twice. Mm-hmm. I assume you were okay with your score the first time, but you wanted to improve it, or you just wanted to see what the new MCAT was like, or what, 
what was the reasoning yeah yeah so the first time i got like a decent score mm. i think i got above average but um i knew that this a lot some of the schools i was thinking about applying to said that they might actually prefer the new one mm-hmm. and then during there was one part of my MCAT that I wasn't happy with. I think it was my verbal, mm-hmm. um, my first time around. So I was like, well, I'll take it again and try to increase that score. And um, yeah, that's okay. what I did. All right. So I love having you on, Anna, because I've always wanted to ask this question. So you're a California resident. Yes. And what was your strategy going into applying to medical schools? And let me just give you this caveat that... I've worked here for a long time. We get thousands and thousands of applications from California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and n- now that I have you in the hot seat, I can now ask you, like, from the other side, when you're an undergrad, I mean, what are people telling you? Because, like, I get the sense that all the California med schools are full. That's really hard to get into them because, like, there's literally millions of people applying. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Like, what was your strategy? I mean, like, how did you... Navigate. I mean, do people know that they probably have to apply out of state, or are some people still like, no, I'm going to apply to a California school? Like, what was your what was your strategy? What was your thinking going into that process? Yeah. So, well, I think looking back, I I kind of wish I had talked to more people, mm-hmm. or maybe had a dedicated pre med advisor that I could talk to, because mm-hmm. I just went off of what I heard my friends were doing and saying. Um, and so, definitely, people from California are like thinking about applying to other schools because it's so saturated. So mm-hmm. that's definitely in, a, in the back of everyone's mind. And I think beyond that, it was just like, what are some like great programs or places to live or where would you want to be, you know, close? And so I applied, you know, the West Coast and then some places on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's sort of what I did. Do people, like, if you're an undergrad at UCLA, do you guys even apply to the med school or is it kind of like like they never take their own graduates you know what i'm saying about or did did, did all of you apply to ucla just kind of okay we'll see if they take yeah, yeah i think the people that i knew and, and myself we all applied to ucla okay. and occasionally people will get an interview like i got an interview i didn't mm. get in though mm. but i was actually really surprised that i even got one because most people i mean i didn't get a whole lot of california interviews in yeah. general did you apply to all the california schools um I'm not, I probably did. Okay. I don't really remember, okay. but I probably did. So I'm hearing a kind of a West Coast strategy, a little mm-hmm. East Coast thrown in. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, do you remember the number? How many schools did you apply to? I, I don't remember, but probably 40. 40, okay. Or 30. 30 or 40. Or 40 something like that. Allopathic and osteopathic? Uh, just allopathic. Just allopathic, okay. And how... So this is your last year at UCLA, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So were you thinking, like, if you're not successful this year, would you take a gap year? I mean, like, what was kind of your, like, thinking going into the process? Yeah, I thought if I didn't get in this time, I would, you know, get some kind of research job and then try again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what I thought about. So you sent out 30 to 40 offers. Mm-hmm. How many interviews did you get? I think I got... Seven. Seven interviews. Okay. Yeah. Seven or eight. It feels like such a long time. Ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're one of the schools. Mm-hmm. Were we at the beginning, middle, end? Um, I'd say the middle towards the end. Okay. And uh, have you ever been to Utah before? No. Okay. 
So what do you remember from your interview day? I'm curious. Yeah. So I actually came here with my best friend. Um, she had always wanted to go to Utah. Mm -hmm. um, and I've heard a lot of great things, and I know people have visited. So we decided to make a trip out of it, and we stayed for like three days or four days. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the end of November, so it was snowing. It was okay. really beautiful. Um, so you drove up? Uh, we flew. You flew, okay. Yeah. And I remember, honestly, this was the one of my favorite interviews because everyone was so kind and mm -hmm. loving and warm and I just thought it would be such an amazing place. I loved everybody that I met. It was really unique because I felt like some places try to intimidate you a little bit, but here everyone was really welcoming and the mountains really just like hit you. When, mm -hmm. I, when we first got in, I was really shocked at how... How big Enormous they are. they are. Yeah, how close they are to the and city. How close they are. Yeah. Yeah, so it was beautiful. Um, so you interviewed at Utah, really great experience. Mm -hmm. And then interviewing at these other schools. Um, anything, any advice about interviewing you would give to people? I mean, did you do a lot of practice? Did UCLA offer practice interviews? Or you just kind of go in cold turkey? Or you, were you on student.net just kind of reading about the latest gossip? Or what were you doing here? I think that they did offer mock interviews at UCLA, but I didn't really use those resources. I wasn't, like, the best pre-med. <laughs> um, but a lot of the stuff I did, I would just look online and see questions that have been asked before, and I would write out my thoughts, and that's pretty much how I prepare. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, with different schools, you probably were exposed to, like, different cultures during the interview day. Anything stand mm -hmm. out to you from other schools? You don't have to name them. Or you could. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think, like, a good number of schools are, you know, really want to, like, sell themselves and show that they're a good program. And then some schools are kind of trying to show off how competitive they are and how great they are. Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, oh, you should be lucky that you're even here. So the, that's kind of what I saw in the schools that I had seen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's kind of a mixture of both, but yeah. So I remember, Anna, when I called you, I think it was in February or March? Something like that, yeah. You were really calm to the point where I interpreted it as like, you're not coming. Like, yeah, you, I, I, you oh, seem, no. yeah, you, you seem so... I, it was just like, oh, hey, this is Dr. Chan. And you're like, oh, hey, how are you? Oh, okay, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you were in, like in shock or you just oh, were yes, surprised. Absolutely. But I, I mean, and I think you may or maybe you were in between classes or something. I don't know. I just remember you were very calm about the whole thing. So I just thought, like, oh, she's probably she's probably not coming here. So, so again, yeah. what, what was going on in your side? I'm curious. So I was in I was in class. Okay, I was in virology lab. Okay. And then I, I saw that I got a phone call from eight oh one. Utah. I, like, I think yeah. that's Utah. Mm -hmm. And so the whole time I was waiting until I could leave to like take a bathroom break. Mm -hmm. And so I left really fast to make the call. And I think I was just um was like, Oh, I only have a few minutes and I wonder what you know, this is how this phone call is gonna go. So I was just really shocked mm -hmm. and then I had to go back to class. So. Okay. So great feeling. I was really excited. Okay. I All think right. I just, it took a while to process. Yes. Yeah. So, again, like, like other offers? I mean, why did you pick the U? I mean, like, what, what was the decision making going up to that? Yeah. Yeah, I had, um, I had two other offers, and, you know, they were good schools. 
but I just I really loved my Utah interview and I thought it was a great program and it was very clear that that's where I was gonna go okay I didn't hesitate at all mm -hmm. and I'm really happy that I I came here so what was it like when you moved here so like like especially like doesn't sound like you knew anyone here like like getting roommates and finding a place to live like I, like what was that like yeah. so I feel like um, we have a class page on Facebook, and mm -hmm. that was a really great resource. That's how I found my roommate, who's mm -hmm. also a classmate um, here. And I feel like everyone was really supportive. And uh, I remember during our orientation week, we had this one session. It was like a culture of Utah for people not from here. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of a fun thing to have. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was kind of a slow and steady process of getting used to the culture and the people and making friendships, but I think it was really smooth overall. Was your was your family sad to see you leave? Yeah, definitely, but they're fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're fine. And remember, well, there was a bunny. How's the bunny doing? He's good. Okay. You want to tell about the bunny story? Sure. Okay. I, yeah, I guess. It, I mean, it's not a crazy exciting story. But, but I thought the bunny couldn't <laughs> travel. There was some. There was. Oh you, yeah. Like, you placed travel restrictions on the bunny. Yeah. So he, he's really anxious. Okay. He was born in a shelter, so I think he was probably traumatized at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but he gets really nervous in car rides and will just, like, freeze up and, like, I worry if we need to take him to the vet. It's, and, um, yeah, so he's just extremely anxious. It's like, if I bring him out here driving, like, 10 hours or on a flight, I honestly think he might get a heart attack or something. Okay. So... Yeah, but he's doing great. All right. Is he still back in California or is he in Utah now? He's in California. Okay. Yeah. Can't use his bunny fur out here. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. So you start med school. What was the biggest surprise? What was, you know, because like it's like people are in med school and you definitely know what med school is like, but from the outside looking in, like it's still kind of like this mysterious black box. What was the biggest surprise after you started? Um, I think coming into med school, I thought it was going to be really all-consuming and that I wouldn't have time to do anything else and although it really is all-consuming I was surprised that like, I do have I did have time to pursue other things and to like have free time and develop friendships and do fun things mm -hmm. so I think that was my biggest surprise you know it was like pretty good surprise mm -hmm. actually and the academics was it was it was it like a lot more material or was like was it comparable to like a UCLA undergrad degree? I think um, there were definitely some classes at UCLA that I think were harder, mm -hmm. like some physics classes and like really hard science classes. But med school overall is overall is definitely harder. Mm -hmm. um, I think just the sheer amount of information that you have to learn and you have to at some point just figure out what you need to focus on and things that you have to kind of let go mm -hmm. or you know not focus so much on that was that was the hardest part that took some adjusting what was your thought once you realized you're in my brighton cmc group <laughs> i was so excited really so okay. friendly and i was really stoked that i was in your group okay yeah for those I of you who listening like yeah sure. Anna and i know each other pretty well because we see each other once a week mm -hmm. i tried my best to teach you Physical yeah. exam skills, interviewing skills, progress note writing skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I would just see you all the time. So yeah. That's how we developed. Yeah, that's how we know each other as well. So. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So 
During the first two years, what kind of doctor did you think you were going to be? And why were you leaning towards that? <clears throat> so, during my first two years, I thought um, most likely I would do psychiatry, but I was keeping an open mind. I thought maybe psych or internal medicine or family medicine. But I, I swear was, you said neurology. I, I, yeah. yeah, or neurology. I okay. thought about neurology, too. Right. So... I was thinking about all those. I think I was thinking more psych, but mm. those were still on my mind. Were you doing any kind of interest groups or shadowing during the first two years to kind of help rule in or rule out different fields? Yeah. I. So most of the stuff I did was like psychiatry-centered, mm. and I did do some shadowing at the uni home clinic. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I did any other shadowing aside from that, aside from kind of what we do in CMC and... Um, like the free clinics, I guess that's kind of shadowing in some way. Um, but yeah, I led the psychiatry interest group and helped start the addiction medicine group. So a lot of it was kind of psych oriented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like going back to the psychiatry, did you, were you thinking that back in your UCLA days? I'm just trying, like, where do you think that comes from? Your desire to become a psychiatrist? Yeah, I think... It's a lot of small things that sort of coalesce together. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was in college applying to medical school, um, the the drug outreach and addiction, um, Mm -hmm. like, volunteer work that I was doing um, had a really big impact on me. And at the time, I thought maybe I would do, like, addiction medicine. Um, So that was a pretty big consideration. But I think, like, with psychiatry in general, it just sort of makes sense, and I think that's, I'm really happy that I'm going into it, and, Mm. uh, like, looking back, there was, like, a lot of small things that kind of led me there, so. So, third year. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're thinking about psychiatry. Mm -hmm. You still have some others on the list. Was third year, like, really great? Did you like being out in the wards and the hospitals? Did you miss the classroom? What was third year like? Yeah, so third year was great overall. Mm-hmm. There were definitely hard times. Um, and I started with surgery, so I think... Was that a hard time? ...strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hard. I, I mean, I've never been in the OR until then, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really looking forward to it. I mean, I was looking forward to learning and seeing what it's like, but I wasn't, I was kind of scared actually. (laughs) So, um, so that was kind of hard, but I'm really glad that that's the one I did first because after that, all the other rotations were were not that scary. (laughs) Yeah. Or they were, you know, harder in other ways, but yeah, I remember on my surgery rotation, like, we had to get up, like, at 3 or 4 in the morning to get to the hospital to pre-round, and because mm-hmm. everything's, like, predicated on being, like, first in the door when the OR opens at, like, 7, so you had mm-hmm. to get all, like, the floor work done before 7. Yeah. And, yeah, then you're, you're in the OR for hours and hours and hours, and, like, and then, like, the pages are going off, but, like, the charge nurse is, like, handling the pages. I don't know, it's just, it's, it, it, it there's just a lot going on, and the mm-hmm. hours are kind of awful. I remember going home like 8, 9 o'clock pretty consistently, sometimes 10. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was at the VA for my kind of main surgery mm-hmm. rotation, and it was not as intense as what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It was still intense, but yeah, I don't think I went home past like 7.30 or 8. 
You're still still waking up pretty early too? For the VA? Yeah. Yeah, pretty early, but not like three or four in the morning. I think we had to be there before six, mm-hmm. something like that. So it was actually not that bad. Um, yeah, I had some other rotations at other places that were a little different. But Since you were thinking about psychiatry, did you strategically position psych kind of in the middle of your third year? Or how did what, 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 you do that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's the advice that I got from some classmates, and so that's what I did. I had it... Um, like during December, January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you start your psych rotation. Was it like love at first sight or did you have like a negative experience and you started to have to rethink everything or like, was it confirmational or not, I guess? Oh, absolutely. Confirmational. Okay. I was, I loved it. I loved every part of it. Mm-hmm. It was really amazing. What'd you love about it? So I, I feel like, I mean, in, in all of medicine, we have to know about um you know someone's medical history and their social history and what's going on in their life but I think in psychiatry you really take the time and interest to like explore these other parts of someone's life Mm. and to um like make a really meaningful connection with them so that they can trust you and um you can you know interact with them in their care and I loved how um, on the psychiatry rotation, it was so much of a team. Um, we had social workers and nursing. We all would meet together and talk about, you know, what's going on, what's the best plan. And I loved how um, we all valued each other's opinions, and each person was really important in that team. I thought that was pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Were you at uni, the VA, Five West? I was at Five West and then at uni. Okay. Kind of, kind of two different worlds. Yeah. yeah. Which one did you like more? Well, uni is a very beautiful place, Mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like a ski lodge. Yeah. Yes, definitely. It's like if I had to be inpatient, I would absolutely go to uni. Mm -hmm. And Five West is a little different. It's more kind of a dungeon vibe. Yeah, because Um, it's a little bit older. Yeah. And it's attached to the main hospital, so Mm -hmm. more medically related psychiatric issues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because you need to be closer in case something happens. Yeah. Uni's kind of a middle research park. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the acuity was different. Mm-hmm. I think they're both really great places, and I loved both of those experiences. Yeah. So that was midway through your third year, and, you, and that's you just knew. Yeah, I was... No hope for family medicine, neurology? I really loved family medicine, and I, I had neurology before. Okay. But... No, I, I was like, yeah, this is, mm-hmm. I know that this is what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. And you've told your family you want to be a psychiatrist when you grow up? Yeah, I've okay. slowly been telling them throughout the years. Okay. And they've been <laughs> accepting? Um, or are they still hoping that you're a they, surgeon? They are accepting now and very supportive. At first they were like, oh, are you sure you want to do psychiatry? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, how about internal medicine or this or that? But now that they're super supportive. Okay. All right, so third year winds down, fourth year, you're, you're middle of your fourth year now. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been your strategy now that you're from California, you're here in Utah, now you're looking at residency programs, mm-hmm. the next step in your journey to become a psychiatrist? What's been your strategy for residency applications? Yeah, so for residency applications, I've been trying to see like what part of the country would I be happy living in and what's important to me um, 
in that sense. So I've been applying kind of the West, um, sort of Colorado West, and then uh, some places on the East Coast that I have, you know, a particular interest in. So that, that's been my strategy. And that's what I heard from a lot of residents that like try to think about where you would, where you could see yourself living and then explore the programs within that area. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I remember when I was doing my interviews, like some of these programs, like they have like a dinner the night before. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting the advice, like always go to the dinner because mm-hmm. that's when you interact with the residents, maybe some of the attendings, but it's usually residents there. And people are pretty unguarded in those events, and they share a lot of information. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, as an outsider, you can kind of pick up the culture a little bit mm-hmm. before the interview day even starts. Um, is that still going on, or are you doing the dinners, or what? What? what what's the? What? What you've been told? Yeah, I think most of the places that I've been interviewing, I have had a dinner, and I've gone to all of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's super valuable to talk to the residents, see how tired or not tired they mm-hmm. are and how excited they are to be there. Yeah, that's been that's been really important. And usually the interviews days too, it's like they take you on a tour. Everyone has to do a tour. Mm-hmm. And after a while to me like all hospitals just start to look the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh here's the unit, here's the <laughs> nurse's station, here's where the doctors write the notes, you know, it's like, yeah, exactly. here's the bedroom, <laughs> like, well, you know, I think, uh, because of, like, accreditation standards, all these places, are, like, more or less are the same, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. feel the same way, right? Yeah, some, some places are, you know, a little different mm-hmm. and more memorable, but overall, it's basically pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Is it the same interviewing for residency as it is med school, or is it different? It's very different. How? A lot better. Mm -hmm. I think um, for residency interviews, it's a lot more conversational. They want to see who you are, see what you're like. Um, Like, would you be a fun person to work with? Like, on a long call shift, would you be, you know, really high strung, or would you be really open and Mm -hmm. willing to help and help out your co-residents? And I think also in psychiatry, they really want to, see if you're committed to psychiatry like why do you want to do psychiatry specifically mm-hmm. so a lot of a lot of the conversations have been really fun and they go on all sorts of tangents and mm-hmm. yeah way better than med school interviews yeah so they probably <laughs> ask you a lot about the whole um california utah right because they can see that in your application your cv yeah um, yeah definitely a lot of people have interesting views on utah <laughs> So I have to dispel some of... So you're a defender of the state. Definitely defender of the state. (laughs) Um, All right. So how many many programs did you apply to? I applied to 50, which is a lot. Okay. I think... Was that more anxiety-driven, or were you given, like, advice to apply to that many? Yeah, I was given advice that that's kind of where the average would be this year, Mm -hmm. and so I just applied to what the average number would be. Okay. And how many interviews? Um, I've gotten 14 offers so far. That's great, right? Isn't, like, the magic number, like, 9 or 10? Isn't that... I think it's, like, 11, 12 Okay, now it's creeping out. Everything is increasing. Everything is getting harder. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, And is psychiatry one of those? Because I've heard rumors that, like, because spots are so competitive... That, like, these programs email you, like, the interview kind of invites, and you need to, like, respond immediately. Yes. Or it's gone. 
Uh-huh. So psychiatry's like that? I think I think for the most part I've been able to get um like interview spots, but there have been some where it's like, oh it's this is the last interview spot mm-hmm. that they have open. So it's like, oh man, should have gone on like three minutes earlier. And are you crisscrossing the country? Like you're like you're like Seattle on Monday, New York City on Tuesday, stuck in the airport in Chicago. <laughs> I I've been lucky that um like it, it's been arranged pretty well. I've been mostly on the West Coast and had a couple lakes mm-hmm. there, and then I just had one interview on the East Coast recently. Mm-hmm. So I've just made one trip out there. Did you interview at your "quote unquote" home program, UCLA? I interviewed at one of their community programs. Okay, it's like all of you, UCLA. Did you do well, an away rotation? Um, not there. Not there. Okay. Okay. I did do an away rotation. Interesting. What'd you do it in? Where? I. Um, I did it at UC Irvine. Okay. So part part of it was, um, so a lot more people are applying to psych this year, and it was hard to get a sub-I at the, you know, right before applications. Mm-hmm. So my sub-I was kind of after applications were sent out, so I decided to do a sub-I before that so I can kind of show them that, you know, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least kind of. Yeah. Great. And, you know, California is a state that, I would be very happy to go back to, mm-hmm. or just kind of the West Coast in general. So I thought it would be, that would be a good place. And my parents aren't too far away, so I can mm. kind of hang out with them. And yeah, yeah. But it sounds like Utah is on the list too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I really loved um, Utah psychiatry program. It mm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. So very highly considering it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So last question, Anna. This has been great. So what advice would you give to applicants out there um, who may be wondering if they should do it, apply to med school, who might be on the fence, who are wondering if it's worth it or not? Like, looking back now at, you know, what you've learned over the past four or five years, what would you say to them? Hmm. I think I would say, I think medicine is a very special field, and you have to your heart really has to be in it for the right reasons. And I think if it is, then you should do all that you can to pursue that. Um, I think it's, you have to give a lot of yourself to people. And if that's what makes you happy and makes you feel like, you know, your life has meaning, then that's a really beautiful thing and you should do it. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, Anna, we'll have to have you come back and hear where you matched very curious to see where you end up. Yeah, me too. When I heard you were going to psychiatry, my like I was like, oh yes, I was going to psych. I always kind of thought because like remember I talked to you a hand times a handful of times about it, and I always got yeah I got the neurology vibe from you. So when I heard you, I remember pick, you you during one of our CMC groups, you were going around saying what you thought everyone would match into, and I remember you told me neurology. <laughs> I was like maybe, but. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've sure. kept your cards very close to your chest. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like been wonderful to see. I, yeah, I just I remember the first, like the first time we had CMC. Um, you're, you had your hair pulled back, I think, and with your lookbook card, like you talked about being from Ukraine, and you had like kind of like this cool sweater. So I thought, oh, that was really cool. And yeah, and, and yeah, and it's just been amazing to watch you grow over the years. Um, to the point where you're ready to graduate and you're gonna have an MD by your name very shortly. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty surreal. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Anna. Thanks for coming on. 
Thanks. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.